this all thing done, you're gonna be taking splinters out of your bad asses all night long. You got bad asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you'd be the one licking split. You can't run because you're bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Army tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Sugar and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, a good, good lucha, lucha. I hate God. Hit the dog. We love you, Scott Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. Body, ah, oh, it is Wednesday night. That's right. That means the time is right for wrestling outlet. Hope everybody's having a great time. Hope everybody's already recovered from the Fourth uh, of July. Uh, I know everybody was out having fun. Saw a lot of barbecues going on. Um, looked like a good time for everybody. I'm, uh, I'm glad. I'm kind of adjusting my volume right now because uh, I don't have Smart on just yet. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on in a little while. I think maybe he fell asleep with that episode of AEW. I'm not quite sure, but um, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get Smark over here in just a little while, but right now you guys got me. I am Boxman. Once again, this is a wrestling outlet. Like I said, hopefully we'll get Smark over here in just a little while. Um, Like I said, he may have fallen asleep. I'll be honest. 
I really probably should have not done a show tonight. I've got uh, a lot of packing to do. Um, we are, again, me and the wife and all the kids, we are going out of town. Uh, tomorrow we're leaving. Tomorrow night after work we'll be leaving, so there will be no Hollywood hangout. And there will also be no wrestling outlet next week, uh, next Wednesday. So, can't yeah, I, I'll be on. I will be on my way back um, that Wednesday. So, um, but won't be able to do a show. It'll be way too late. I'll probably still be driving. We're not gonna. We're we're gonna try to leave so we don't have to rush back, and maybe take a few stops on the way back. I'm not sure, but uh, should be a good time. Like I said, I hope everybody's uh, still re- or all recovered from July Fourth. Man, it was ridiculous here we don't live in um a city like we don't have sydney ordinance like we're not really in the city uh so you know we hear guns all the time out in my in my little area here and my god they were out here doing fireworks not on the 4th july 3rd sunday night until i swear to god it was until 1 1 30 in the morning driving me absolutely batshit crazy not that I cared, but I've got a two-year-old, and what they would do is they would do some fireworks, then they would stop, and I'd get her all calmed down and quiet, and then they would start up again like 20 minutes later. So she would just get calmed down, she would just start falling asleep, and then these big booms would go off, and the poor kid would wake up and go, ah, they're popping, they're popping. I felt horrible for my little girl. She just kept waking up, going back to sleep, waking up. Going back to sleep. I don't think it was a fun night for her at all. But um, did have money in the bank. I saw a little bit of that. I got to be honest, I didn't really have a lot of time uh, to do a lot of stuff this weekend. We were kind of just trying to get a lot of things tied up over the weekend, do some work around the house before we got to be gone for a little while. But um, anyway, here's what I'll do. I will go ahead and knock out plugs right now. That way we can hopefully get Smark on. He had a few things he wanted to talk about, so hopefully we can get him on. I kind of want to wait and talk about money in the bank until he comes on. So worst comes to worst, we'll wait a little bit and um, see if he comes on. If not, I'll knock out what I got and uh, we uh, we can just see where we go from there. Sounds like a plan to me, right? All right, so let's go ahead and do this real quick. Um, I'll knock out plugs real fast. Give me one second to get them. They are right here. And that means that's right. I want everybody, that's right, listening to the high marks. That's right, Cheese Man Mojo and the G-Wiz. Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. That's where you should be listening. That's where you should be checking them out. And you can also go to YouTube to check them out. Also, subscribe to Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. They're the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on Apple, Google, all the usual podcast platforms. And everything unscripted, a wrestling podcast. That's right, the EUP network over there on Blog Talk Radio. They can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. Also, it's Eric, it's Doug, it's Daniel, and the other cast of characters having a great time over there. And like I said, there will be no Hollywood Hangout this Saturday. I did do one last Saturday night, or just Saturday before. actually did uh, review Trespass from 1992. Uh, I was so excited, I even decided to go on early. 
uh, and go ahead and do that. So uh, there you go, Hollywood Hangout. Um, don't ever forget, you can check that out, all the usual podcast platforms also. And uh, there you go for that right there. Once again, just uh, all right. Like I said, I want to try to wait until we get smart over here to uh, to do some of the uh, money in the bank uh, stuff. Oh, he just popped on to Skype. So let me kill another minute here. Just bullshitting. I can tell y'all one thing that happened. Like I said, we were getting stuff done around the house. So we start, I turn on the vacuum. Suddenly I hear my middle child start screaming. What the hell? What's happening? What's happening? Well, didn't say what the hell. There is smart. Give me one second, everybody. All right. I think we got him. Do we got him? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, we do have him. He is here. It is the man, the myth, the legend. Let it rip, sir. The one and only it is I, this is Mark Wahlberg. How are you today, sir? I'm all right, man. I was just telling everyone some stories of uh, my neighbors on July 4th. Uh, how was your July 4th, sir? Yeah, it was pretty good. Watching fireworks, had some barbecue. It was a good time. Sorry for the delay there. I had some uh, serious matters to attend to. Oh, well, that doesn't sound good at all. Oh, I, I see you had to find your hat. Mm. <laughs> that is a serious, serious matter. <laughs> I didn't realize you had to find your July 4th top hat to wear. Um, and, and again, I do a top hat. The top hat is necessary. Something about a sort of overweight man in a uh, red blue top hat seems a little familiar, but we're going to keep it moving just to say. Big man in a little hat? <laughs> Something like that. That's right. There you go. Oh, man. I got it. I got it. Oh, shit. Now, as you can see, Smark, I am doing this in the dark, if you notice mm -hmm. here. Um, yeah. My... Uh, rainbow in the dark over there. Yeah, I was starting to vacuum the other day, and next thing you know, my kid tells me, all the lights are out. Nothing, my fan won't work. My, um, uh, just my fan and my light to the fan won't work. Everything else in my room works. The computer works, obviously. The bathroom light works. My closet light's working behind me. I don't know how, but I somehow blew out the fucking light. I don't know how I did it. With a vacuum. Eh. That teaches me. No my more, va no, no more vacuuming. But I don't know anything about it, so I can't really help you. I just say I shouldn't vacuum anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, see, you agree with me on that. I'm I'm down with that. No more vacuuming from me. That 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 that, that that's definitely what I'm going to go with. That's it. No more vacuuming. I'm with that. But anyway, man, I was uh, hoping you were going to stop in because uh, we do have uh, money in the bank stuff to get into, and you probably watched a little more than I did. Maybe. Mm -hmm. From start to finish, no further questions. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see where this is going. I, mean, um, I know what happened. I'll say that much. Do what? 
I, I mean, I know what happened. I'll say that much. Yeah, I do too. Um, obviously, there was a ton online. Um, but <laughs> we don't bother Box while he's cleaning his room. I can't even clean. I can't fucking see anything in this goddamn room. I hate it. I, I don't like doing shit in the dark. I like lights, brightness. Even in the daytime, I have lights on in the fucking house. Drives my wife batshit crazy, to be honest with you. It really does. kind of does me, too, to be honest. I was raised, so the idea of unnecessary lights and electronics running at times when that needed is a little bit unnerving. Oh, all right. So you're, well, it's, I just, I don't like dark. I don't like to be in the dark. And my friend always thought it was weird. He's like, dude, you're a stoner. You should love the darkness. I'm like, I don't like the fucking dark, dude. I like, I, I like brightness when I'm doing stuff. When it's dark, I go to sleep. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a rule that stoners should abide by, that just automatically you're a fan of the darkness. I didn't either. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm a stoner. It makes me a fucking vampire. What the? Wh- where, where did this come from? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had no clue where it came from. But um, I guess we can get into a little bit of the uh, money in the bank stuff, Smart. Just kind of knock that out, get that out of the way. Um. I mean, like I said, I pretty much just know some of the simple stuff to know, like uh, Liv Morgan, new champion. I saw that. I saw the cash-in. I saw the win in the Money in the Bank. I saw the cash-in. I saw Austin Theory get added to the men's Money in the Bank match for absolutely no apparent reason. And I saw him win. It's, uh, WWE's fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's your answer? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? There was that creepy vignette, the mysterious mystery man is supposed to be coming. It's either Edge or Bray Wyatt, or I don't really care either way, if I'm being honest, but... It's looking more and more like it's going to be Edge. Just by the the, I mean, the, everything in there says it was Edge. Just he's had feuds with all of them, and it's it, it's Edge, just Edge coming back well, after. Usos won. Mm. I now see. I did see some of that match because I heard it was really a good match, and I watched the highlights of that match. It was really a good match. What I saw was a great match. So. Yeah, and it seems like people are pushing for a singles push from Montez for That would be something that would be good for them. They desperately need new. Yeah, for some reason you're breaking up a little bit. I wonder if it's the way I got these speakers set up. I'm going to change that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I you know we've briefly mentioned the Montez Ford being a single star and our worry for Dawkins, which. Everyone says, oh, don't worry, you know, no, no big deal. It's he'll be fine. And I'm not saying the guy's got no charisma. I'm not saying the guy's not good, but I do worry about him still a little bit if that is the case. Now, no one's really ever mentioned it. It's it's almost like they're forcing you to put it in your head that don't forget that's the formula. It could happen soon because it is their formula. and We know that. Right. Well, I mean, it always does. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's almost like they're just. Yeah, no, they love splitting people up. 
They do. And it's almost like I said, it's almost like this is their like they're like, hey, don't forget, this is what we do. So keep an eye open. Could happen anytime. It's the way it seems to me. So you there? Why are you? Bre- I, I'm not sure if you're breaking up or if you're in there. Yes, you are breaking up. You know what? Give me one second. I'm going to. Try it. a connection problem. Well, I'm going to put the headphones back on if you'll give me one second here. Um, Smart, go ahead. I'm going to mute my mic for a minute if you got something to rattle on about just for just a sec, if they can hear you. Not a connection. I don't know if they can hear me. That's that. Yes. Yes. Right now. Yeah. 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 I can. That's what I'm here for. Ward's going to be fine if he's a singles. You know, they give him this. Dawkins, he doesn't seem like he's really all that character. So, don't know about that, but I mean, for long overdue, like he's super talented. He can fucking leap about 80 feet into the air. He's got the charisma, he's got the behind him. It's just a matter of time before he gets the opportunity to strut his stuff in the singles division. So, we'll see what happens there. But and they do love splitting people up. They do it all the time. Just every it seemed like it was every week when we were watching Raw. They would just have somebody. They would like put people together just so that they could split. Them up. Hmm. Exactly. But, yeah, it's just that's what they do. It is, it, that, and that's it. That's exactly. It's just what they do, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's it's their formula, and like I said, they just it's like they're just sticking it in your face. Hey, by the way, don't forget we love breaking people up. Don't forget about us. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I do think Dawkins would be okay. I mean, it's not, I don't think he's going to be, I, I don't think he'd be the Janetti, if you know, you know what I mean. But um, I definitely think Montez Ford would definitely be the breakout star of that bunch either way. I think that's been pretty obvious since the beginning. For sure. Yeah, most definitely. So. All right, got the headphones plugged back in. Everything's a little louder now on my end. So I'm just going to do a little adjusting on everyone else's end to make sure everybody's not blowing their fucking ears out here. So, all right, we should be good now, Smart. We should be all good now. So, okay, you adjusted ends left and right. This is a real party here. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, you know it's got to be done, man. You know, turning my mic down, turning down my gain a little bit, getting everything set. Believe it or not, it was just the way I had it set up was just a little bit different. But uh, I was trying to not use headphones. Fucking getting sick of using the fucking headphones. Honestly. Hmm. We'll keep working on it. I'll figure it out eventually. Like I said, this new chair I have has speakers in it. So I just need to figure out how to get it working correctly. I'll figure it out eventually. I'm not worried about it. I just. I can't really do much when I can't fucking see anything, goddammit. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But um, all right, what else did we, what else happened on uh, on Money in the Bank that you wanted to talk about, Smart? What happened? What, what, what? Anything? Uh, I don't know if there was all that much. I looked at the men's match, I about the women's match. There was a tag team match. That was like the only sort of title matches. Uh, hmm. So not that much, huh? 
I think there was only about six matches on the card. If I'm no, not it really mistaken. wasn't too much going on. Yeah, I think there was only about six matches. So, like I said, what I saw looked pretty good. Um, obviously, the big talk was Liv Morgan uh, winning the women, SmackDown Women's Championship. Pretty big moment for her. Every, I, I, the love she got online was amazing. Um, and right after we talk about this, we'll go from love online to the opposite. Um, but um, yeah, Liv Morgan, everybody was definitely proud of her and saying, you know, congratulations, you worked so hard. You deserve that. Uh, I can't say I disagree. Like I said, I mean, we, we, may not, we may not talk about it, but you can... It was. It's been hard to get away from them focusing on Liv Morgan lately and what she's been doing. And uh, I, from what I've seen, it's all been good and looks like it's all paying off for her. So, you know, she went out there and even even Ronda gave her a nice hug. The the good sportsman she is because you know when, when Ronda loses, it's not like she's uh, known for crying like a little baby. Oh wait, she is yeah, yeah. known for crying like yeah, a little baby. Allegedly, what? Allegedly, no. Allegedly, it was her idea too. Well, probably, probably to go against the usual thought of her being a whiny little baby when she loses. I mean, her and I'm, I, this is in UFC. When she used to lose, she would she would cry. Every, I mean, that that fight after she lost to Holly Holmes, she was basically crying. I mean, I know she got kicked in the face, but she'd be used to that by now, right? Well, yeah, that was part of the problem was that she was. Uh, oh, you are breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's me or you, but we'll see. Maybe we can figure that out. I don't know. I'll see. Um, well, there's really nothing I can do, actually. <laughs> but um, All right. He went on mute real quick. So there was that. Now, I know another thing he wanted to also get into, and uh, I'll kind of just start it up a little bit, um, was the Shotzi Blackheart thing. Now, I did, again, I always kind of watch out for, you know, things that are happening, good, bad, the other. And I did notice that in the match, Shotzi, um, in the in the uh, women's Money in the Bank match, Shotzi was a little off. Now, there was also a point where Shotzi took a bad hit to the back of the head when she fell on the ladder. So that could have explained a little bit of it, but boy... Uh, like I just said, we went from all the love for Liv Morgan online to pretty much like disdain for Shotzi Blackheart. People calling for her to be fired, fired. Oh my God. But uh, people calling for her to be fired, people calling for, oh, you shouldn't have any more matches, blah, blah, blah. She, uh, I mean, as of now, she has uh, deactivated her Twitter account. Um, and she did put out a statement following that. Uh, let me see if Smart's back here yet. Not just, yes, he is, I think. Yeah, no, he's on hold. What the hell? How did that happen? Smart's doing crazy things on Skype that I didn't even know you could do. We actually tried Discord last week, and that did not work out well. Uh, <laughs> we'll try it again. I think I had a setting not right, and we didn't have time to fuck with it. 
So when I get back from uh, this little vacay, um, we'll go ahead and get all that stuff working. Get a little, got a few upgrades in mind for the show anyway. So, um, but yeah, poor Shotzi though, just got all this hate online. Um, it's Mark. He's there. I see him. Yep. I hear him. That looks like the same thing, but, uh, what about, uh, I know you had wanted to mention all the, the hate for Shotzi after that uh, women's money in the bank ladder match. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, basically, what ended up happening was she put out a statement that said there were three things I care about at the end of the match. Is everyone safe? Did everyone have fun? Did the crowd react? Nobody got hurt. We all had a blast. The Vegas crowd was hot, hot, hot. I feel... <laughs> such a weird thing to say i felt on top of the world after that match was so excited to finally have my first hardcore match in over a year i wouldn't have done anything i didn't practice or thought i couldn't do safely but i'm not a wrestle robot i've seen those they're pretty cool Mm -hmm. i'm human and slips happen especially in a chaotic unpredictable that's in all caps by the way ladder match i could take a joke and laugh at myself one of the first things i said was i can't wait to see that spot on Botchamania." but comments like you should be fired and other terrible things admittedly hit hard i had a few friends who wiped the tears off my face and slapped some sense in me and remind me who the f i will spicy that be being able to suck my big giant hair mangoes. Like some list, Natalia both responded to Shotzi's comments. I'm going to skip Natalia's because it's unimportant. Uh, <laughs> Alexa says, This is why I don't like Twitter most of the time. People are always. People are always too much everything. That's how she wrote it. That's how I read it. If people only knew what all goes with, uh, everyone is safe and we all had fun. So there you go. She uh, she had some haters, but that's the thing hmm. that's she on her Twitter all the time. Like shit goes wrong, bad spots and botches and whatnot. And she was like, I think I, if I remember what we were talking about that happened out the cage last year, of like laughing at how stupid it looked. And like you know, if you do that, that's fine, whatever. But when you fuck shit up and then people make fun of you, and then you're just like, well, that doubt that. Cruel! <laughs> you made me cry, but I am a warrior. And I'm going to keep soldiering on. You can suck my ass, haters. It's like, all right, whatever. Well, she said hairy mangoes. I mean, I'm not quite sure where she was going with that, but um, and but she was obviously channeling Buster Poindexter with the hot, hot, hot '80s reference. <laughs> what? Well, then, yeah, I mean, I had to stop because the song got into my head. That's why I took the long pause because I was like, "Is that you? That's where we're going." We're feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh God! I just actually just I actually over the weekend I watched uh, right. I watched Free Jack with him, Mick Jagger, Emilio Estevez, Rene Russo. Good movie. Good movie. Buster Poindexter dies. Sorry, just didn't mean to spoil it, folks. I like Buster Poindexter. Well, hell. well. Remove it from my watch. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. No, it's actually a good movie. Go ahead and check it out. I where did I watch Silver Tubi? Tubi. It was on Tubi. Free Jack. Didn't do very well in the theaters. And of course, Weeb says she took a headshot seat, which <laughs> made me laugh out loud because it was a bad pun, but it hit at the right time. She did take a bad headshot seat. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I kind of feel bad for her, dude. We've talked about, 
we talk about it all the time. I'm not going to sit here and you know drove on about it, but now you know the toxicity of social media and all the bullshit and. You know, you got to kind of feel bad for these these girls and even the guys when, I mean, Jesus Christ, you got to even feel bad for fucking Adam Cole. The guy just doesn't have a fucking a, a amazing body. And, you know, like I said, people that look like fucking Jabba the Hutt are going, this guy really needs to hit the gym. No, no, you need to hit the fucking gym. Jesus, put right. the, put the yeah, foot fucking down. Part Sorry. two of this is that she ended up deactivating her Twitter account. Yeah. Um. See, I appreciate it because in response to that, she wrote, I appreciate everyone checking in on me, but I swear I'm fine. I've been going through the toughest year of my personal life, so it's deeper than nasty comments, but also Twitter has not helped with my already fragile mind state. Just trying to stay motivated and positive, I am focused on my goals and not what's on the internet. Well, there you go. But yeah, that I don't feel so bad for Adam Cole because Adam Cole just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, oh you're you're like you're upset with me because I'm not four inches taller. I'm going to go back to my fucking six figure income and my fucking dentist wife, and I will go ahead and cry over what a Twitter user thinks of me. Yeah, exactly, man. He doesn't seem to care, but. I think it was his birthday, uh, day before yesterday or yesterday. And, um, basically I, I like what Britt Baker said. If you have a problem with him, it shows more about you. I mean, seriously, she's not wrong. Um, you know, it's like the people I'm sitting there watching shit on negative one tonight. You know what? If you're really upset that they trouble, you know, bring this fucking kid out every now and then, and he comes out and everyone's proud of him and everyone's cheering for him. You know what? Go. You may need to fucking see a psychiatrist. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fucking awesome what they did for him tonight. And I don't know if you noticed, but I mean, Hangman Adam Page just looks at that kid with such pride and such just like he just it looks like he is so happy to see him out there. I don't know if you saw that tonight, but I sure as fuck did. I just yeah yeah, and then you go online. They're like, "Oh, this fucking negative one kid again." We get it. Your father passed away. It's like, are you fucking serious? I mean, to be fair, he is only ten years old. He's already cutting promos at a ricochet level, so he's got nothing but up to go. Absolutely, absolutely. I have no problem with him. I actually, I, I, I think I might have understood what he said more than ricochet at times. Well, he certainly had more passion. He seemed like he was awake and alive and alert. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I think it's fine. I think it's great. I think it keeps kind of the memory of his father alive and I don't see a problem with it, but I literally, I, 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 you ever ask yourself, why did I go on Facebook? I did. I, mm. What the fuck did I go on here at this time for? I knew people were going to be shitting on that. I don't get it. Of course. I don't get it. I, I don't get how you can shit on it. It's just... We are literally going to get to, as long as this show is on, we're going to get to watch this kid grow up before our eyes. And I don't think there's a problem with that. We're going to see it. I, well, as long as his mom still lets him go on TV. I, <laughs> well, that is a funny thing is that, like, he said in the promo that in, like, nine years he's going to get the pin on QT Marshall. And I was like, there is no way that QT Marshall is going to be in that company in nine years. <laughs> you know, you got to play. I believe he will. QT will be doing hot dog eating competitions on July 4th. By the way, did you see old uh, uh, hot dog competition Chester grab that guy that was protesting? 
as he as he was garbling down dogs. <laughs> Maurice Chestnut, yes. Did you see that move? <laughs> I saw the picture of him like in a cast or whatever, but I didn't actually see the move. But just the, the phrase "old hot dog competition eating Chester" made me laugh. He was. He's sitting there. He's eating the fucking hot dogs. This guy dressed in all fucking black stands up. He's got his little fucking, you know, sign in front of him. I have no clue what what you would be protesting at a hot dog eating contest. Um, I, I don't know. Baloney? I have no fucking clue. It's Nathan's hot dogs. They're all beef. There's nothing wrong with this. And uh, <laughs> old Chester just grabs the guy by the fucking neck. Spins him around as he's shoving a hot dog in his mouth. Never missed a beat. Goes back to eating hot dogs. Wins the fucking contest. That, my friends, is a fucking man for you. That's a man. Did you win? Hey, did you win the contest? Yeah, kick someone's ass too. Oh, well. His name's Joe. Yeah, his name's Joey Chestnut. There it is. Maurice Chestnut is in Boys in the Hood. That's an entirely different. He's an actor. Which it. Is that Ricky? Uh, maybe. Let me see. I don't think so. No, 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 no. It's not. No. But um, yeah, I that was a that was pretty good shit right there. Like I said, that's fucking man shit right there. You win a hot dog eating contest while kicking someone's ass, and don't even miss a fucking beat. Ah, fuck, man. We're all. I know you called it, Ricky Baker. I mean, we're all a bunch of pussies. Is all I'm saying. You know. What did you do? Drank and fucking set off some fireworks? <laughs> fucking, you're no fucking patriot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did the best I could. But... <laughs> if, you, if you're not shoving hot dogs down your throat as fast as you can, dipped in water and kicking dudes' asses, who the fuck, what the fuck kind of patriot do you think you are, my friend? That's true. I mean, fireworks at a barbecue. Oh, jeez. Did you get your period this weekend? Yes. But I believe <laughs> Toby Keith is uh, hard at work writing a story about this guy, writing a song about this guy's life. So. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Oh, Vince is probably already having this guy on as a guest guest host for Raw. I'd watch that. Hmm. I would think about it, at least. I would think about watching it. I mean, it depends on who he's, like, going to be competing. Because you know they would have him compete in a hot dog eating contest with the, with the wrestlers. So, like, if you could give me maybe, like, uh, Alexa or Oscar or Bailey in a hot dog eating contest, I'll watch. Well, unfortunately, you're going to get, like, Otis. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to use my imagination a lot harder in this scenario, <laughs> but... Wow. I think we're going in a different direction than we should be with this. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should just go back to saying poor Shotzi and uh, move on. <laughs> Actually, I think that was part of like Raw. As I, I didn't watch Raw, but I, I saw a tweet mm. that I guess like Otis ate a bunch of hot dogs before his match. And now he, his tummy was hurt. And like, what is he going to do before his big title match? And I'm like, what? this is why I stopped watching this shit. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure what... I can't remember. Was that from Stand By Me? That basically they did the scene from Stand By Me. 
where he pukes the hot dogs after the, but it was a pie eating contest in Stand By Me. Um, <laughs> I think that was a, I think that was a scene in that movie. I'm blanking on what movie that scene was in, but I know it was one of those coming of age movies. I think it was Stand By Me. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe it was the Goonies. Was it the Goonies? I don't. I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember. There was a scene where a large kid was doing a pie eating contest, and he had uh, purposely drank castor oil to throw up all over everybody. But when I saw it, it, that's what it reminded me of. The scene from that movie. Whichever movie it may be. Why I can't think of a scene from a movie or what movie it is, it's pretty scary. Ah, there you go. Oh, talking about when Chris Lee was on Raw. He's a natural born heel, that guy. Yeah, well, it's all coming out lately. Literally coming out um, on him. Fraud, all kinds of stuff with him. The wife had the money. He was a he's a con artist. No way. Maybe fucking him and Conrad could do a show together. Okay, it was Stand By Me. Thank you, Weebs, for making sure I was correct. It was Stand By Me. It was Lardass. That was his name. Thank you, Weebs, again. <laughs> okay, I had the movie right. I did it. Yay, me. Yay. Yippee. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. So that's a good thing there. I like that. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, that's kind of what they did. And unfortunately, that's, that's, that's what you would get again. You would be Otis, you know eating contest who knows who knows or maybe they'd bring triple h and Shawn michaels and candace michelle back one can only hope they had a, a good uh hot dog segment that was the worst fucking theme song i've ever heard in my life candace michelle's <laughs> specifically the fucking techno remix I'm going to show you how to move your body, 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 body. Oh, my God, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> yeah, let's not play it then. Uh, like, it's even worse than the fucking... That shit was annoying. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. And so was AJ's. Uh, AJ Lee's old song, Light It Up. It sounded like they were singing Slide It Up. It's like, I mean, I'd rather slide it up her, but... Anyway... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I guess. It could have been one of those situations where it's like, you know, how they like the alternating words that sound the same, like that, how they did on Smells Like Teen Spirit, mm. where it's just like every once in a while it actually was lighted up, but then they just made it, they called it lighted up so that nobody was none the wiser. Ah, you never know. You never know. Remember, uh, I once did a Patreon episode on uh, Miss misheard song lyrics. I'm the worst for those. There's some bad ones out there. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to redo that one one night, me and you. I could play a few for you. Because <laughs> it's not online anymore. I have it, but it's not online. So we could do that one night. Um, that'd be fun. I know a few of those. Uh, I mean, like, uh, what's that Steve, uh, Steve Miller band song? Big old jet airliner. Everyone thinks it's like big old jet had a light on. Right. No, it's not. It's the name of the song. Big old jet airliner. That's the name of the song. 
Weebs joins us in this draw down memory lane. He says, remember when they put Candace with crime time, she turned her hat sideways to signal her hip hop side. <laughs> well, I mean, it was either that or she was going to have to walk down with a nine millimeter sideways. Right. Uh, I mean, what else can you do? Was she going to let her, let her, uh, let her uh, thong sag? <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> No, it means it doesn't fit, Smart. It doesn't fit. Well, that could be one of the problems as to why your thong would be sagging. That would be the best case scenario. That would be the best case scenario out of the other uh, alternative. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Just turning around watching poker every now and then here. <laughs> they had, uh, they, they, hey, they had Guy Libert- uh, Libertad on there. You know who, you know who that is? Guy. Absolutely not. Guy owns Cirque du Soleil. Think he has a little bit of money? Um, I mean, it depends because, you know, it depends on what he's spending money on. <laughs> that motherfucker. He owns all the Cirque du Soleil. Like, he's the owner of the actual conglomerate, which means he owns all that shit in Vegas and France and everywhere else they're at. But uh, he busted. So I was thinking... What he, if I made the circus, but, you know, more gay? <laughs> Actually, if you've never been to one of those, they're pretty fucking badass. They're fucking, that's some fucking, I mean, that's where Reggie came from. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I haven't ever been to one of those. My parents went to one one time, and they had a good time, so yeah. I mean, it's basically just a giant acrobatic act, but they're really, really crazy. And they're very, they're very good. I've, I've, I have been to one before, but they're fucking unbelievable to see. But, uh, yeah, he was on here. He busted out. Let me see. I know who wins this one. Uh, I've seen these a few times. And then my wife got, (laughs) then my wife got mad at me because I restarted NYP. I was going to say, I just picture you being in a room with like how the, like, Video game streamers have two computer sets. You have just two different televisions. One's tuned to poker. One's tuned to NYPD Blue. It's just an endless loop. Well, I can just turn on the, the put Hulu on this and Zumo on that. Zumo Hulu. Mm. Yeah, I can Hulu on the computer. I can Zumo on there, or I can Hulu on there and Zumo on the computer. And yeah, please remember to Zumo responsibly. There you go. Also, I have both on my phone. So there you go with that, too. Hello, Christopher Kane. Thanks for stopping by, my man. But, uh, yeah. Oh, plenty of ways, man. Plenty of ways. But, uh, all right. What else are we going to get to here, Smart? I, it's, uh, let's see. I do not have a ton to get to. Um, you know what? Let's go. I guess since we're on a few of the WWE things, I guess we can go into a couple of those real quick. Let's... Uh, Big E did provide a small update on his um, on his neck injury. It's probably not the news that we all wanted to hear. I'm sure we all wanted to hear everything was just wonderful, hunky-dory. He'll be back anytime soon. Not exactly. Um, it's not bad news, but it's not the best news that I think we could get. Um, he said, update, my C1 isn't ossifying, and he puts in parentheses, forming bone quite yet. The current plan is to get more scans at the year one mark and see how it's progressing. The great news is I feel tremendous and surgery is off the table. 
so that's a good thing about the surgery, but to anyone that was expecting him back early, uh, ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to reassess this after a year. If everything's going good, I would assume that's when they're going to start rehab, which could take probably another six months. We could be another year, maybe even two at most without Biggie on uh, wrestling. I'm not saying they won't put him, put him back on television because, let's face it, Big E is money even without being in the ring. Right. So he could do something once he's at least cleared to go out and maybe do some uh, light duty stuff. But um, he, uh, the good thing is, once again, surgery is off the table at this point, so they're not going to be doing, you know, the, I, I don't, he doesn't see them changing their mind a year down the road and going, mm, yeah, let's do the surgery. That's a good thing. So, but uh, like I said, if you were looking to see him uh, back early, ain't going to happen. Now, he didn't mention the C6. He had also, uh, he broke the C1 and C6. But he didn't mention it the C6. Maybe the C6 is healing fine. He just wanted to tell us about the only one that was not working. I have no you know, good for him, and I'll tell you what, for someone who's uh, got a, you know, the injuries he does, and I've never seen anyone, when he makes videos, he's the happiest guy you've ever seen in the world. Well, I mean, part of that's probably like, you know, the painkillers and morphine that they were doing. <laughs> well, that helps. <laughs> oh, for sure. It'll loosen you up a bit, you know. I still say, since he, they need him to do stuff for him, or they need him to do stuff for them, and he can't wrestle at the moment, it's the perfect opportunity to make my dream come true and just go ahead and have him cover Pile Driver by Coco Beware. Mm, that would be good. I think he should just do that whole album. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind if they completely redid that whole album, I mean, even if it was just Big E doing all of the songs. Yes. I would still be all right with that. Absolutely. Big E and Ricochet. I don't know why. And John Cena. <laughs> well, yes, Ricochet would be perfect for girls and cars. <laughs> Ricochet could do the Jared Lawler rap as he's finger blasting his Uranus. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch that one. <laughs> I, I didn't watch that one. I may have looked at Seth Rollins' dick, but I didn't see that video. I, if I'm being entirely honest, I think somebody sent it to me, and then like I didn't know what it was, and I clicked it, it was too late. <laughs> I couldn't take your eyes off it. Well, I mean, you know, you have to, as a journalist, you have to watch these. I tried the journalist thing. Everyone just didn't believe me. But um, <laughs> well, I did have a pen and paper while I was, you know, watching the video. I had a little hat. <laughs> what? A, a sock? A little, little, little press hat. Oh, press hat. <laughs> do you? This is a legitimate question. Conrad, for you and for everyone else in the chat okay. to ponder. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like Dave Meltzer felt obligated to watch that video? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do, and and by the way, if you're going to be sitting there with a press hat on, you probably have Conrad asking you for fifteen hundred bucks. 
Yeah. Hey, you can't watch that. Let's pay to be in a podcast row. <laughs> 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 Fucking 15 years down the line, Conrad's doing a podcast with Ricochet. So, so you were shoving your fingers into your ass. That was that innuendo? Oh, wait, that was in your end. Oh! <laughs> Guess that's not innuendo. <laughs> oh. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, no, before I came on here with you, uh, Yuck Nasty was uh-huh. on earlier tonight, mm-hmm. and I tuned in just in time to hear him do a free, what I can only imagine was a freestyle rap about shoving things into his ass. And I was like, well, that's a unique way to go. And then, lo and behold, about an hour later, here I am with you talking about people shoving things in their ass. So that's just like the, like, that's the theme of the night, I guess. Well, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, um. <laughs> so you know what that means. Yeah, yeah. It means of it means we're eventually going to get to a Tammy Sitch story. Uh, okay. Like I said, it's Wednesday. Seems like a fucking every week we get to one. Um, but uh, there we go on that. So <laughs> that's just awful. Poor Ricochet. Well, it was. I mean, it was his finger. It was his. Anyway, um, so speaking of speaking of WWE and talent, it looks like, uh, according to Mike Johnson, a PW insider, uh, <laughs> nope, you missed the perfect segue. Unfortunately, it's like well, speaking of people shoving things in their ass, uh, Paige put out today. Well, I, you know, I could have gone there. You're right. I could have gone to Paige. I was trying not to be too. You know, let's 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 just skip the vulgar and go right to Mike and his little Johnson of PW Dude. Insider. Um, according to him, you reported that uh, right before Money in the Bank, WWE held a little talent meeting. Uh, it said Stephanie McMahon and Paul Levesque, old um, Stephanie and Triple H, they spoke and described. Um, they described to Johnson, we're talking about Mr. Mike again, as a rah-rah speech and refer to everyone as family working together. This, this is like, you know, like, like when you're at your little job and they're like, all right, you're a family, we're all a family here. And if anyone has any problems, come tell me. And then you do. And they're like, oh, fuck you. You're fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I made that mistake because I was uh, one of the jobs I worked at. They had an HR was conducting interviews about the current manager because little unbeknownst to me, they were trying to fire the current manager. Mm. And I was told that these uh, the, my answers would be confidential. And my answers were not confidential. And I knew that I had done fucked up when I saw the person that was interviewing with me going out to dinner and drinks with the person who then became manager about two weeks later. <sighs> I was like, well, I'm getting fired, and sure enough, I got fired. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Pretty much you're supposed to keep that quiet. Um, Levesque reportedly added that he was back working full-time with the company, uh, similar to what we had talked about at the Performance Center when he said he's back. Um, and obviously we know he was out for a while due to his little heart 
event, uh, which they still haven't told us what it is, which I don't really care. I'm just glad the guy's okay, to be honest with you. Um, and then, obviously, we did see uh, Triple H, Stephanie, Vince, and Pat Ma- McAfee all sitting ringside at the uh, UFC event, which was right after Money in the Bank. So they must have just walked right across the old Skyway, right over to the to the UFC event. That's pretty cool, though. Um, now, just to add to that, we did see Triple H last week as they were signing Logan Paul to a multi-year contract, Mark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul. YouTuber. YouTuber, uh, influencer, boxer, not wrestler, although he didn't do bad. Uh, what do you, I, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm not shocked they did this. The guy has a ton of, a, a great following. WWE loves people with a good following. Um, but I do, with some of the publicity he's received, in the past, I am a little shocked that they took him on. I understand to bring him in now and then, but to actually sign this guy, I got a feeling he's going to do something stupid or I just, I see something happening that's not going to go well with this. <laughs> I actually don't think it's such a bad idea. Like, I don't give a flying fuck about him, but they are trying to bring in a younger audience. And that's one way to go about it. Because I mean, the, you know, anything involving the, those brothers in general, the Paul brothers mm-hmm. ends up becoming a circus show, but it's a circus show that is well attended. Absolutely. It is. And like I said, I, we saw him on that last one um, in at WrestleMania. He did not do bad. I was, we were, we were impressed with him actually, but like I said, to, to sign the guy is a little bit odd to me. But again, it's nothing surprising with WWE. They uh, they will pretty much jump on any coattails they can ride just to, just to make themselves seem more in tune with the younger generation, not realizing Logan Paul was more popular five years ago. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Again, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that they kind of have to get him while they cooled down a little bit. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, at that time he was, you know, going to uh, Japan or wherever he was and going through suicide forests, showing bodies. Yeah, he, that that was him, right? I am pretty sure it was either him or his brother. Either way, I, I think it, it was a him. family tradition. I'm pretty sure that was him that did that. Pretty sure that I'm pretty was, sure it was too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him that did that one. So, I mean, pretty shitty. But again, stuff like that. Well, yes, it was. Thank you, Christopher Kane. I think that's what he's saying. Yes, too. Um, like I said, WWE will 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 just jump on any fucking coattails they can rock. You know, whatever. It is what it is. I guess. Is what it is. All right. So I don't know. You got any more on Logan Paul? Not 
really. All these like YouTubers just, like make me feel old because I don't understand why any of these motherfuckers are popular. Because I'll look online and I'll be I'll just see shit where it's like I bought six hundred thousand dollars worth of nachos and it's got like eighty billion views. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Oh, I bought a two hundred thousand dollar mystery box and all it had in it was a piece of paper and. Eh. It's like, well, first of all, where'd you get the money? <laughs> Why are you spending it on this? You could have literally given that to the fucking, you know, you could have given that to the homeless. No one says that on their videos. That's so funny. <laughs> no. No. Well, I saw one that was an honest to God video. It was like insulting waiters and then giving them a thousand dollar tip. And it's like, you could have just given them the thousand dollar tip. Like their reaction was going to be the same anyway. Like you didn't need to add the extra degradation to it. Yeah, I've, please. We're like, I get to be shitty to people, and then I give them money. It's like, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Or even worse are the are the ones that do like the prank videos, and then they'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, it's a prank! Don't kick my ass, motherfucker!" Didn't that didn't that one dude get shot, Jalal or Jahal? Didn't he get shot doing one of those pranks? Yeah, that was on the news not too long ago. But yeah. those were funny in the sense that they they weren't funny, but it was just like using like thinly veiled like racism as pranks. Like I make fun of pissing off black guys, epic prank, and it's like no, you're just gonna get fucking stomped out. Yeah, or you know, oh, w- walking through the hood, staring down gangsters. Well, what you're gonna get shot, dude. And if you do, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna feel bad for you. And by the way, if you pull one of those little pranks on me, where you're like, you know, come out as like fucking, you know, Pennywise or some shit, you're probably gonna take a bullet. <laughs> I don't I don't oh, re- okay. I don't oh, react well to those. <laughs> that seems more premeditated. I was right there with you if you were gonna be like, I would have probably hit you. Because yes, like reflex, knee jerk reaction, you see something pop out at you, you swing at it. If something jumps out at you and then you just like grab like for the holster, pull it out and then aim it and then fire. Like you've had time to process the initial shock. Oh no. No, 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 no. You jump out at me as some sort of fucking creature. I am not thinking. I am pulling. Absolutely. Absolutely. If if a, if you come at me regular with the fist, I'm fine. Weeb's, Weeb's got it. I don't clown around around this motherfucker. That's fine. You, 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 you said know. Pennywise, and he said, does it clown around? Damn it, Weeb. Nah, you come at me as Pennywise or that fucking... You come out of a TV like the girl from The Ring. You're going to get a bullet. 40 caliber slug right in, right at you. I'm not, I'm not fucking around. Don't fucking prank me. Okay. <laughs> Wrong guy. Haunted house this week in Texas when a man... See, that's a problem around here. There's been two instances around here where people have snuck into haunted houses and really started killing people. And both instances, concealed weapon carrier took out the guy. <laughs> One day I'm going to see you on the news. You just, I hope not, because I never want to. For fucking just shooting these. Like, no, I was eradicating these this demonic presence in my neighborhood. It's like, sir, you, you shot it, man. Well, <laughs> there's a good reason for that. No, I, I, I like I've said before. I really hope I never have to. But I, I, things like that <coughs> scare the shit of me. Haunted houses, I don't go to them because I don't react well to them. I don't like being touched. I don't like being. 
um, that, like those haunted houses, like where they grab you and shit and jump on you, like on the little train car. I elbow. Don't 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 fucking grab me. Don't do that. I don't Usually like it. You're not supposed to. You're not allowed to technically touch. I, Sometimes they do. I know, but. Unless it's one of those like extreme case places, like the fucking McCamey Manor or whatever, you're not supposed to touch people. Don't put your fucking hands on me. I had one put. I, I, um, I had one dude in Florida put his hand on my the, my girlfriend at the time. Fucking smacked the shit out of him. Yeah, you're real Leatherface, bitch. Get the fuck away from me. But uh, <laughs> I just don't like being touched or. I mean, if I'm already scared, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. So I just, I just don't go to haunted houses. I just don't go to places where I'm. I know I'm. I don't react well to things like that. Um, my wife took me once, and she's like, "You looked like you were going to hit everyone." I'm like, "I wanted to. Do not bring me there again, ever." don't like being scared i don't my reaction to being scared is punch <laughs> it's, I, don't. I, I did that to my mom once on accident and it was, it was i felt bad about it i was like 11 or 12 or so so i was like full grown man but it was like right when screamer videos were becoming a thing and i didn't know what they were yet and she was like, oh, check this out. Like, look at this puzzle. You're supposed to look at the screen for like two minutes. And then you look up and you see what you saw on the screen. So I like, I got my face all pressed up to the screen trying to like, look at this puzzle. And then all of a sudden this like fucking, like the bitch from the exorcist pops out. And I was like, yeah, and it scared the shit out of me. So I just like backed up and swung and I ended up accidentally punching her in the arm. <laughs> I remember those videos. I hate those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm. I don't know. I I just I don't react well to things. I know I don't. Listen, I've said before I'm kind of the, you know, awkward big-nosed Jewish kid and there's nothing I can do about it. I am what I am. I just don't react well to things like that. It happens. Yeah, I mean, it's just what I am. So what can I do? I just don't go. I just don't go to places where I, I, I know I don't react well because, and my wife doesn't even ask me anymore to go because she knows better. <laughs> I probably embarrass her anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to end up on the news. I don't, I, no, I don't need to end up on the news or anything. But uh, speaking of people who love being in the news, I guess we can just get right to old Tammy Sitch. Um, PW Insider, once again, old uh, Mike uh, Missing Johnson, is uh, reporting that uh, Tammy Sitch has recently been issued a delinquency notice by the state of Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, I, I, I've read this article already. and I, it's you, you, uh, According to the notice, Sitch is now 1,183 days, that's over three years, overdue for payments regarding court costs from previous DUI cases. Uh, Sonny was arrested in DU, uh, for DUI in Pennsylvania two times, once in 2015, once in 2016. Um, the report also notes this is the third delinquency notice that she's received. Um, and that due to penalties, she now owes $4,544.30 to Carbon County, Pennsylvania. Um, 
Now, this might not be obviously the biggest of her problems, but from what I'm hearing, this they have no they have no income coming in. Um, from again, I do know someone that knows Tammy and says that uh, this boyfriend James spent all their money on whatever it was, tried to rekindle the OnlyFans with another woman and it didn't work. Everybody left. From what I hear, these people are just broke and she has no way to pay this, but what was going on when she was making a hundred some thousand a month that she couldn't uh, take care of this little problem? Well, I, I believe a wise philosopher once said cocaine is a hell of a drug. I think that might have been Rick James. Um, Mm-hmm. Very, very, very wise man. Very, very wise man. Also called Charlie Murphy Darkness. That's right. <laughs> Fuck your couch. Darkness. I'm so glad I was forced to watch that show. <laughs> forced to watch that show. I had never seen it, never had a reason to, and then... I, you guys, I, I think you were on that show with us. We're like, hey, we need to do a show on on the Dave Chappelle show. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll watch the motherfucker. And I mm-hmm. was so glad I did. I need to watch that again. That was great. That was such such a good show. That was, and, it was a weird time because like I watched it with my friend. And I watched it just because I knew he was the guy from Half-Baked. And I liked watching that movie. And then, like, I remember, like, my friend and I, we, it was like our fucking little nerdy Monty Python type shit where we would just, like, quote, like, lines from skits to each other. Mm. And then, like, I knew uh, the, the fucking the day, like, a week or two after the Rick James episode came out, like, everybody watched that show. And I was like, well, shit, they're the fucking little our nerdy thing. Niche, our little niche is gone now. Everybody fucking knows about this show now. Yeah, that 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 skit pretty much really put that show, like, not like past the map. I mean, it really, really pushed that show over the edge. So, but wow, what a great fucking show, man. But, um, obviously, um, this is not the Chappelle show. Tammy life's, uh, Tammy Sitch's little life story going on here. Um, yeah, she's in jail. I know she can't exactly pay these from jail, but there was a time she wasn't in jail. And this, just because you're in jail, it doesn't stop all the other lawsuits and legal issues from happening. It's not like they're like, oh, oh, she's already in jail. Okay, well, let's freeze all this stuff. Uh-uh. Different state. They don't give a fuck. She's in jail in Florida. This is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania doesn't give a fuck about Florida. Florida doesn't give a fuck about Pennsylvania. I don't know if y'all know that or not. It's a good point, Weebs. To think we rub oh my god, why did I go full on fun there? <laughs> to think we rubbed one out to Sunny in the nineties and we might have a shot with her nowadays. Well I mean, you know <laughs> just immediately after that, Christopher Kate writes, Keith Lee got fatter. I well You know, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't fucking notice the same thing tonight, but uh that's one of my favorite things. 
to do during the show is just like monitor the chat. Just every once in a while, Christopher Cave will say something to just I have to like almost mute myself because I want to laugh so much. See, I love it because he's he comes home and he turns on the show and he starts watching, and we get his reaction to AEW, uh, and it, it's great. I fucking love it. I do. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I think it's fucking awesome. Um, but I guess I, let's just go ahead and get this page thing out of the way, and then we'll. Uh, I got one more little thing after that, and you know what? We don't have to get into that last one because really, I think it's just a fucking pipe dream and laughable anyway. <laughs> well, fuck it, we'll do it real quick. All right, uh, Paige. <laughs> Keith Sarah Lee. <laughs> I liked Sarah Lee, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Sarah Lee won. She didn't, didn't she win? She won smack uh, tough enough. She was on tough enough. But yeah, but she was on the, the bread lady, the Sarah Lee the bakery. Muffins, well, I mean, you know, muffins and diet. So I don't know if you indulge in the same way that I indulge. No, I do. I actually like that Sarah Lee bread, that healthy fucking grainy bread they have. Ah. I do like that stuff, but uh, I guess somehow we'll work that. And speaking of grainy bread, uh, Paige uh, is saying her goodbyes to WWE with her contract not being picked up again. Uh, she did. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow on the 7th is when I guess her contract is up. And she put out a pretty good tribute on the online. I was going to read it, but it just seems like a lot of words. And I don't really need to. But, I mean, she basically thanked everybody and uh, basically said, you know, she it's not her choice to leave. She really wishes she could stay. But she did tell a kind of story about uh, basically something with Stephanie. It said, as I was ready to go out there for my re-debut, Stephanie pulled me aside and she just held me for a minute. She gave me the biggest, longest hug and said, hey. Everyone out there loves you. They're going to be excited to see you. You know why? Because you're a survivor. You survived. And that means something. So hold your head up and enjoy this moment. It's yours. Stephanie was right, as usual. I went out there and it was the most amazing feeling. No one hated me. They were actually glad I was back. I was still Paige. The connection was still there. Um, basically Stephanie just, you know, she, you're, because you're a survivor, you know, she's probably doing her best destiny's child in her head. You're a survivor. You survived, you know, then suddenly she's just, you know, she's uh, out there uh, on the streets. (laughs) And I remember that Stephanie hugged me. She brought me in tight and close, and she whispered in my ear, how would you like to make about (laughs) $200,000? She whispered in my ear, you've got the eye of the tiger, the thrill of the fight. I may have misquoted that number. Rising up to the challenge of your rival. Like, all right, how do you feel about uh, Vince and or Johnny Ace? (laughs) Or both. Um. Yeah. I'd just like to listen. Make... If it's a deal breaker, but Maddox can still hold the camera. 
Oh, Xavier has to be there. We can work that out. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, ooh, Alberto. Mm, you lost us to that one. All right. Um, he makes us a bit nervous. Told you. He, last time he tried to chain, chain Vince to the radiator. I don't know if we should do that again. Uh, okay. Um, told her to hold her head up. Quote Tupac there. Um, okay. <laughs> Enjoy this moment. It's yours. Um, wow, she's just she's wow, just so inspiring. She used every fucking cliche on her, and Stephanie was right as usual. I was gonna uh, say, like, at what point, like we all just get to the point where we just all speaking cliches and platitudes, which is like, oh, you're a warrior, you're a strong survivor. Because I, I think that was even I didn't read it, but I think that's one of the things that Natalia said about Shotzi. Uh, I'm proud of you for always keeping it real. Ladder matches are hard to do. You guys weren't now, okay? Yeah, she said she kept it real. She, she's not at Warrior yet. Natalia's a bit hot behind uh, on the uh, idioms and languages. Yeah, uh, Christopher Kane, Christian definitely went there again tonight. Most definitely. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's it, it's pretty shitty with Paige leaving, though. I mean, I, I got to be honest, there was probably something they could have found for her to do. They they find things for all these people to do, and it's like, I don't know, but I, I really don't know if her going to AEW is the best thing for her. I I don't even know if she can be cleared. I don't know if she even knows if she can be cleared right now. I did genuinely feel bad for her. She put out the like the day she put out that she wasn't resigning with them and her contract was going to expire and all that. Like, fuck ton of other like really big news happened. Like in rapid succession. Like there were all those injuries that happened. There was a McMahon scandal. It was just a whole big like every, the skies opened up and like every possible big story happened all at once and it got swept right under the rug. Yeah, it really did. Unfortunately, but you know, she knew she had her time coming up and she put out, like I said, she put out a really good, uh, a really good statement, um, about everything. And, you know, it, it, it she was kind of right because she was saying, you know, listen, when we came on, they were just coming off these brawn panties matches and pretty much the women's matches were even considered a pee break for people. And, you know, she felt she came in and kind of changed that and, you know what? She kind of did. Her and a few others, even AJ Lee and a few of them, did kind of change that for a while there. And it pretty much went right back to where it was. <laughs> so, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? What are you going to do? But, uh, you know, I wish her luck. I know she's doing very well with Twitch. If she just decides to stay around and do Twitch, great for her, man. Um, if she decides to get back in the ring and can be cleared, really good for her because I know that's really her, where her passion is. So, you know, whatever she does, I just hope she does well at it. Mm-hmm. I think we can just leave it at that. What do you think? There you go. All right. So I guess this little last thing we'll get into here is Tony. This was all going around today. The whole thing about is Tony Khan open to an AEW versus WWE super show. But now they're talking about how, oh, well, the forbidden door has been cracked a little bit with the videos by, you know, for, for the John Cena tribute with Jericho and Big Show and 
Daniel Bryan, and of course, people immediately start going off. Oh, man. Obviously, now there's going to be a super show. Folks, I don't see this happening. A video is much different than combining your promotions for a show. I do not fucking ever see this happening. Even Tony knows it's a pretty far-fetched idea, but says he's open to it. If, if the idea ever came up, maybe, you know, he would definitely be open to it. I never... As long as Vince is at that company, I never see this happening. That would almost be like, hey, we reached out to this company because we need help. No, that ain't going to fucking happen. Mm -mm. Ain't going to happen. The only way, and I don't see this happening at all, let's just say that, but the only way if we wanted to like really potentially twist and bend the rules of reality, the only way that I could ever see this happening at all would be like if something happened where they needed to raise money for charity or like I could see them doing that maybe where okay. you just do like sort of just a charity show you have a couple of matches or whatever and it's not really a big deal it goes to some kind of cause I don't know what the cause would be but that's the only potential way that I could ever see that haven remotely happening but it, it's not gonna happen like we thought it was a laughable idea when Cody brought it up and it's just as laughable of an idea now. Right. It is. You're right. It is. But, um, you know, Tony did basically go out there and say, you know, it seems unlikely for now. Um, but he still, he started talking about that and then he started talking about, um, then he went over and started talking about Pack going over and doing Pac is going to actually be um defending the uh what's that title the um all fuck why, why can't all I, atlantic all atlantic jesus christ i blanked for a minute there the all atlantic title he'll be actually um defending that against uh shota umino did i get that right close enough at revolution pro yes. uh, right revolution pro wrestling's next event on july 10th so he talks about Pac. He's, Pac's going back to England. He's going back to England now, Khan said. He's uh, going to definitely defend the title internationally. It's a traveling championship because the champions of AEW, because of the TV commitments, all of the other champions we really have booked here through the year. Let's have a champion that can go defend the title. Thunder Rosa has also talked about defending the women's championship abroad, which I'm open to also. So it sounds like Tony's just looking to get his titles on other shows. Um, this sort of makes the first agenda he had with Impact Wrestling a little more clearer in my eyes. He just likes his, he likes the AEW title on other shows. On other promotions. I really think that's all it is. Yeah, I think it's I, that simple. Come on. Yeah, I get it. And I, mean, I think it makes it seem a little bit more prestigious if it is being defended in different areas of the world and on different shows and different promotions or whatever. So I get the logic behind that. It's not necessarily a bad idea. And it makes, I guess, slightly more sense if we're talking about it being a traveling title as to why the title exists in the first place. I still think it's kind of a dumb idea and really could have been better suited with trios titles but 
if it's not going to necessarily be defended on AEW television all that often, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. I, you know, and it's kind of like, well, if you weren't going to defend it on AEW television, why did you waste our time on AEW television? <laughs> That's a point. Well, it was for Forbidden Doors. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, obviously, we all knew that. That I mean, we kind of thought that that's what the title was going to be. But since they were all representing different countries anyway, we pretty much figured that's exactly what it was going to be. So no surprises, really, with going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, even Christopher Kane's like all Atlantic doesn't make sense. You know, I think it didn't make sense to a lot of people, and I heard a lot of people saying that the trios titles would have been way better. They've been talking about the trios titles. They've been teasing the trios titles. And then at the last minute, they're like, oh, look, here's this who gives a shit title. Oh, thanks. Way to go, Tony. So, eh, I guess whatever, right? <laughs> I got nothing more, man, on that shit. So. There you have it. And like I said, I really didn't. I didn't take any notes. I was going back and forth which, uh, during AEW tonight, getting all packed and ready to go. and Because we're planning on leaving when I get home from work tomorrow, which will be right around 5 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, right around 5 o'clock. So it's going to be a little hectic. So I was trying to get ready, trying to get this ready. Didn't really take many notes tonight, but um, did see on AEW. I did see uh, Wardlow did beat uh, Scorpio Sky to become the new TNT champion. Did I see... Uh, they had the uh, Moxley versus Brody King. That was good stuff right there. Um, let's go into the chat and see what Christopher Kane is talking about on AEW, though. I can talk about it here. Let's see. Um, he else? was not a fan of the name Thunderstorm for Thunder Rosa and uh, Tony Storm. He suggested Team Only Fans would be a better name for them. I like Team Only Fans. I don't think uh, the the uh, AEW fans will go for it, but I think that's a nice one. I like it. Thunderstorm isn't bad. It's a little um, odd, but... Uh, it's not even the worst name. I didn't really have a problem with that name. The problem that I had was the... Uh, and they were not announced as such after the match or before the match. So hopefully it's not a name that they're actually going with. But the Keith Lee-Swerve Strickland team it was numerous times Excalibur called them Swerve in his glory. And I do not like that team name. It sounds corny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, lately Excalibur is... Um... Trying too hard. I think Sometimes. I, Sometimes. I think he's trying a little too hard lately. I think after he got a little bit of clout for his fast-talking, uh, you know, auctioneer going through the matches, I think he uh, I think he might have got a little uh, a little too big for his britches. I hear you. Oh, too big for the britches there. Oh, too big for the britches. They're not good at, like... The tag division is, like, probably the best tag division I've ever seen. But, like, they're not good at coming up with team names. <laughs> because, like, for the... And I'm so glad they just don't call them this anymore. But, like, my God, fucking Proud and Powerful was just such a fucking stupid name. 
It's like yeah. I just call him Santana and Ortiz. It just, if he, if that's the best you can do, it actually Santana and Ortiz rolls off the tongue. It does. It just rolls. It's good. It's easy. Yeah. It fits. It fits them. I don't know why they had to even try to like, change pr- the like, name. And proud and powerful is just like it's like very much like eighties WWF jabber tag team type name. To me, it sounds. I mean. Sounds like a fucking name of some fucking racist, racist right-wing group. <laughs> Honestly, it does. I'm a member of Proud and Powerful. Oh, Jesus, get away from me. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize. Actually, I can see that. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> Have a nice day. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I get what it was saying. It was saying they're proud of their heritage, and their, their powerful heritage. I understand it was... It's not bad. It's just Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. No problem with it. Simple. Easy. Or, you know, I mean, LAX. (laughs) Oh, well, Christopher Payne had a question here, and I'm Mm. going to use my uh, journalistic knowledge to enlighten him. Saw Thunder Rose's YouTube channel wondering why she's posing in bikinis with another woman. Now, I, I can't tell you why, but what I can tell you is that other woman is uh, Jake Hager's wife. Oh. Oh, his hot porn star wife. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I believe her name's like Catalina or some shit. I believe that is her name. Catalina or some shit. Is, I'm not sure if that's her last name. Um, that's her middle name. Oh. It's, what's her main Catalina or some Catalina or some shit Hager. Okay, I got you. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. A lot of hyphens. I didn't know that. But uh, I mean, really, who cares? (laughs) I mean, if you want to take a picture with another woman in a bikini, I believe she should be allowed to do that. I need to check those pictures out. Um. Oh, it's a free YouTube video. I will pull up the pictures, but they are like on the beach together, and for some reason she's groping her. That's a bit problematic. I, I don't know if I can go with that, but she seemed like she was okay with it. So, as long as she's all right with it, consent. It's all about consent, Mark. Um, and Christopher, uh, Christopher Kane brought up Christian. That's right. Yeah, Christian went there again with Matt Hardy. Um. You know, WWE did this with Jeff Hardy with the whole Sheamus and the whole alcohol abuse thing. And we kind of poo-pooed on it back then a little bit, Smark. I'm still going to do it. Mm -hmm. I thought the stuff that Christian did with the whole Luke Perry thing was a little, you know, it didn't. And again, I'm not offended. It didn't upset me. I thought it was unnecessary. That's, That's it. I just... This is so fucking low brow, low humor, low bench, just everything, just not even creative. I think this is the easy way to do it. I just think this is lazy heat. 2022, can we come up with something else? Do we have to go here? Does it have to be this fucking really? Really? I know y'all want to be edgy. Okay, I didn't, but, I didn't have a problem with it the first week that he did it, or the, even the second week. Like, I, I didn't feel as strongly about it as you did. But this week, like, he went to the well 
like three times. Like mm. he just kept going. And like after a while, it was like, okay, it's not getting the reaction that you want. Like come up with something else. And you know you can. Like he he's been cutting promos now long enough that he could like adjust on the fly. But like he just kept hammering at home. He's like, yeah, you use your fucking drug addict brother, your fucking alcoholic brother, you and your fucking drunk at failure of a brother and just like every time it just like didn't get a response he just kept going it was like let, let it down in the vine my friend yeah, because i mean you can only really be shocking how many fucking times i mean it's not oh oh there is some groping oh i'm liking the groping this is nice yes very good smart mm-hmm. oh ass grabbing this <laughs> reminds me of a night at the Roxbury when Chaz Palm and Terry, there's some good ass grabbing going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ever seen that movie? I have, but it's been so long. Uh, Chaz Palm and Terry, fucking big, big tough, uh, real serious actor, does the great of these comedy fucking roles. Man, he's in the movie. Uh, he's also also in another comedy with. Sylvester Stallone, he plays in Oscar, where Sylvester the comedy with Sylvester Stallone. Ah, Christopher Kane brings up something good. Number one, um, what is going on with Ruby Smart? I did not see what happened to Ruby tonight. Okay, so um, basically what happened was Eddie Kingston came out, he was cutting a promo about how he was happy for everybody that won uh, on that team, even Claudio, and he's like, "Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm happy for Claudio. I grew up." And he stuck his tongue out and blew a raspberry. So that was fun for everyone. Um, and then he was in the middle of talking about how he's not done with Jericho yet, and Jericho showed up on screen, and they were in the parking lot. And um, basically, what ended up happening was uh, Tay Conti ended up like cra- like slamming a car door onto Ruby Soho's arm. And she was selling it like it was death. So I guess allegedly she broke her arm or fucked her arm up somehow. So I guess she'll be out for a little while. So that's going to be a big loss if you uh, watch AEW Dark, I guess. (laughs) Well, they were just starting to get her on this show. Oh, man. All right. You know, I'm Because, like, for real, she was on, like, every episode of AEW Dark for, like, the last, like, three months. It's fucking weird. <laughs> the SBC says Dan Houseboat and Bathhausen was was on. <laughs> Turned it off. Dan Houseboat and Bathhausen. Yeah. Bed Bath and Housen? What? <laughs> Bed Bath and Housen. There you go. Bed Bath. <laughs> I like it. I like Bed Bath and Housen too. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, I don't know what that no. segment because I caught the tail end of that one. But basically, um, oh, they were setting up a match. It's going to be Tony Nese and I think Orange Cassidy Did Rampage. But they had Tony Nese and Mark Sterling were going and trying to have uh, Swerve <laughs> removed from the roster. They were, like, petitioning to get him fired. And they started off with Keith Lee, and it just made me laugh because they, 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 like, talked to Keith Lee about it. And the first thing he says is he makes sure to greet both of them. Because he just says, greetings, gentlemen. All right. And then just like goes into his problem with why he doesn't want to sign the petition. It just made me laugh that he formally greets everybody that he talks to. Of course he does, dude. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a swell gentleman. He's a swell guy. Mm-hmm. He's a he is sw- definitely a notary republic. He, 
He's a swell guy and looks like he's being he's getting swollen, as uh, Christopher Kane mentioned. He's getting fatter. <laughs> Obviously, I, I, I like the duality of how this like works. Now it's like there's a group of people that are just like don't criticize any wrestler for anything, and then there's like the more fun side of the like coin of just people that are just being mean to wrestlers about everything. It's like he's fucking fat. It's like, well, he is. He does look like he's enjoyed the Fourth of July weekend, but the man knows roughly about eight billion words. So I'm not going to make an enemy of him. Every time someone says he's getting larger, I still think of this thing from Airplane where he goes, "And Leon's getting larger." <laughs> Have you? I'm just picturing him going through his Twitter and seeing people like calling him fat, and him just. Yelling out loud, preposterous! <laughs> I am not. What are you talking about? Okay, hmm. wait, hold on. I think there's I been heard. no significant uptick in my girth recently. <laughs> wait, here it is. And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> I love that movie. There you have it. That's a good. They're great movies. Both of them are great, man. Oh, shit. As always, my favorite part of that movie is when there's like, I forget who it is, but they're in the middle of a very long story. Oh, the guy's talking about like how he met his girlfriend or whatever. And he's sitting next to one passenger. The passenger just starts committing septicu on himself. Yes. Just fucking pulls out the big ass sword, starts shoving it in his chest. There was that one. The one guy blew himself up. The old lady died of old age <laughs> and was a skeleton. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, yeah, it was just a good fucking movie, man. The, the, those movies were so good. No way in hell could you make any of those movies today. You just can't make comedies like that anymore. <laughs> mm, you're not making those comedies. Well, with you can't the... make. Go ahead. I was just saying you can't make comedies these days. There's not a lot of fucking funny things. No. Not a lot of funny people right now, but. Well, you could try to be funny, but if you don't, you know, follow the standard, you're going to be canceled or something. I mean, I, I hate to say, I, I like David Chappelle's attitude on this. You can't cancel me because I don't give a fuck. It's Chris Rock, or uh, not Chris Rock, Kid Rock's attitude too. Go ahead, try to cancel me. Fuck you. Do it. I'm rich. Fuck you. I'm rich. I've got my money. What are you going to, what? I can live. If you can't hurt anyone financially, if you can't hurt anyone financially, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care. So, yeah. It would just be really tough to make those kind of comedies today. Um, very tough, as we all know. I, I, I'm not as well-versed in the movie as you are, but I'm like, looking back, I don't think there's anything that's like super offensive. At least not, like, I don't think anything from, like, a racial standpoint. Oh, there was a, oh, my God. It, Weeble just brought up the whole thing, the whole speaking jive with, um, with. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there was that. With the uh, uh, the Cleaver, Ward Cleaver lady, uh, the mother from the the Beaver, well, leave it to Beaver. Um, June Cleaver was there. There was that whole thing. There was a lot of racist humor in those shows and now it look it was it was that comedy. Was pretty great, they put up subtitles. 
Yes, they put up subtitles for the guy speaking jive. It was hilarious, dude. Those movies were funny. You, again, turn your fucking mind off. Turn your If you're offended by anything, turn it off and just watch the fucking movie. Stop already. But anyway, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about that shit. Not at all. You know, speaking of uh, watching and, you know, maybe even like reacting to things, did you see the video of... Uh, Pat, uh, Pat Mc, uh, McAfee and Michael Cole reacting to the Liv Morgan cash-in? I have not. You know, I got the audio. I'll tell you, man, it was pretty... Uh, it's only 35 seconds, but just so you guys know, both of them... Now, remember, you remember we'd always see Michael Cole in the background sitting there, you know, reading his lines word for word. These guys are both standing standing like they never stood before standing up and here we go I'm going to post a video in the chat room because it's something worth seeing. Um, you know, like I said, we always we're, we're used to seeing Michael Cole just bland, reading his lines, doing his job, doing it well. But even he has said that uh, Pat McAfee has kind of breathed a new life into him. He feels like he's just kind of like completely reinvigorated. And videos like this definitely prove it. He, it's great to see him excited about the product again. You know, when you, like I said, we would watch Michael Cole and he would be like the most boring little thing. Now, I love it, man. He's standing up, he's getting angry, he's shouting. They both looked like they were about to lose their fucking minds. Always a good thing. I got the right there. Put it in the chat room right there. Like I said, it's only 30 seconds worth checking out. It's just a little Facebook page. I think that'll take you right to it. It will take you right to it. Yeah, there you go. If you want to check that out. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on AEW that I saw. I did. I saw a little bit of the main event. I didn't see all of it. Um, like I said, I was just kind of in and out trying to get stuff packed, get stuff out of here. And I probably still got another hour to stay up and do shit tonight. So it's just going to be a fucking long fucking It was a segment of, uh, well, yeah, anyways, after the, there was a Keith Lee swerve. I'm not going to call them the name that they were being called. Um, they were in a tag match against Butcher and the Blade. So of course, you know, who's winning that, but The match concluded as how you thought that the match would conclude. But uh, you had Powerhouse Hobbs came out, Ricky Starks came out, and they cut a pretty good promo. Starks are getting a lot better at promos. Um, but then the Young Bucks come out because they're like, Starks keeps going like, you know, who's the best Who's the best tag team in AEW? Who's the best tag team in AEW? Blah, blah, blah. So Young Bucks come out and, oh, boy. I, I, I don't know why they do shit like this, but like... 
they said that like them at their best, like Hobbs and uh, Starks, they're they're a four star match quality tag team. I was like, why? Like, why do you do this? Like, why? At what point? Like, if you're supposed to be competing for like titles and accolades and shit for real, why would you care about Starks? And they also like mentioned that they're like. They basically mentioned that they were better on the mics. They were saying that they were better at cutting promos than them. And I was just like, ah, Jesus Christ. Well, they're known for... This is what they do. They ruin stuff. They tear back the curtain. This is what they're known for. This is what they do. But... And is that why people were booing yes. the... Were people booing the shit out of him for that? Is that why they were getting booed? Because I heard the boos. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, Starks cut a really good promo, and then they basically just came out, and they're just like, wrestling's not real. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, yeah, I know, but I was fucking enjoying the promo because Starks was trying at his very best out there. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, this, I've am i grown a little bit on Starks. But, oh, and you know what else happened tonight? The uh, Billy Gunn mm-hmm. finally stuck up for his gun sons. Instead of the street pro, uh, the old gun sons. Instead of the acclaimed, he's fucking. He finally stuck up for the gun sons, so the gun club once again back together. That happened, and we're probably going to be getting an acclaimed face turn. So if that means they win more matches, good. I, I would say that's a good idea. Actually, crowd is fucking loving them right now. The crowd is scissoring each other mm-hmm. everywhere. There's scissoring going on in the audience. <laughs> that did make me laugh because, like, they gun turned on Bowen first, and then Max Caster was like looking up at him and just like as a last like line of defense of just like reconsider what you're doing. He just put his fingers out to scissor him. Yeah, and then Billy Gunn gave him the famous sir. It just made me laugh because he's like, "Remember what we had." Like, <laughs> One more time. I'm lonely. Okay. No. <laughs> It was, man. It was, it was a decent episode tonight. It was. What I saw, like I said, I was kind of back and forth um, between a little bit of it. I just really couldn't concentrate just trying to get ready to leave tomorrow when I get home from work. So, Which means I have to have pretty much everything done tonight. Probably shouldn't have done it. I probably should have not done this show either tonight, but uh, I'd rather get this one done than be done with it. And then uh, take me a little vacation. And I guess they're going to be bringing Jim Ross out for the final hour now. It's just a regular ongoing thing because that's what they did this week, too. You know what, dude? I noticed something tonight. I'm not sure if... What's that? Maybe I'm crazy because I haven't really watched that much WWE lately. But, boy, when, when, when people come out, that crowd really goes fucking nuts. Like, you see people moving and reacting. WWE, you see a little bit of emotion, but, like, when... When they fucking pan to the crowd for Hangman Adam Page coming out, people were literally fucking losing their fucking minds just for him coming out. And then when Jim Ross came out, people were fucking just losing their minds. And I'm like, man, this this crowd just seems like they're a little more into this show. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's just me. But I just feel like these... AEW fans right now are just really into the show more than WWE fans are in the WWE shows. If I recall correctly, they kind of mentioned something similar like this on The Observer not too long ago, like a couple days ago. Oh. And they had a good point was that they were saying that 
like basically AEW does a better job of filming their fans because they do like these like far away shots where it's just like you know there are like these like wide shots where it just like swoops from one end of the arena to the other Mm. and you just see all these people like losing their minds whereas like wwe they just like do more like kind of tight shots they don't really move they don't really zoom out the camera all that much it just looks like there's only like a handful of people when in reality there's obviously more right oh yeah it could be the camera angle could be that but it could also be when they when they film the audience the and they're just getting better reactions from the audience but i mean like i said when i saw hangman page comes out there's two guys and they're just sitting there, their arms reached up to the sky and they're just like, fucking yes. I'm like, God damn, people losing their fucking minds. JR comes out. There was a girl with her hand over her mouth like, oh my God, it's JR. It was like, I love this shit. I like seeing people get excited for people. And I actually like, I think it's great. I'm sorry for people they like. I like seeing it's good. What smart? Oh no! You just you said Jr. And I, I'm not trying to even shit on Jr. But he was put in an awkward moment during the uh, women's tag match because Tony Storm did the hip attack thing <laughs> that she does. And like again, I said it last week, and he that it looks really good. Like it looks like it literally hurts. Like it looks like it, it's actually physically impactful, and it's not done as like a comedy spot where like that's how a lot of people would do it. Mm. And like Jim Ross was like, she got all of the like force and velocity that she could out of that, and I say that in the nicest way possible. Like he was having a very hard time, like putting over the move, making it sound like it hurt, but then also like not trying to say that she had hit an Al Pacino quote, a great big ass. <laughs> Jim Ross is like, well, goddammit, I wish I was there in the turnbuckle myself, but I can't be in my pier. What the fuck am I doing up here? <laughs> she had a great big ass bug. I used to have that. I used to have that clip too. I can find it. I know oh, I can man. find you gotta it. You're going to give me some time to perfect this, but I do like the idea of uh, like somehow fusing a Jim Ross and an Al Pacino impression together. <laughs> it really would be fucking great. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, okay, here's the... Oh, we have the longer version. We have the 17-second version. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, probably a commercial. Hold on. Let me make sure there's no commercial before we do this. You know what's funny? My phone is barely working. You know, the, the, the modem is literally a foot and a half in front of me. Great ass! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We got to rewind that one. Your- <laughs> Great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! <laughs> one of the greatest. One of the fucking greatest. Uh, Christopher Kane is asking who the hell is Roosh? Um. Oh no, he said he's Rush. today is Tom Sawyer. Uh, he said, "Who the hell is Rush?" Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're a Canadian band. Um, Lime Lime. That's spelled the same way. It is Limelight's a good one of theirs too. Um, definitely a good one. De- today's Tom Sawyer. To be. Yeah, today's Tom Sawyer. That's a good one. Tom Sawyer was probably my favorite Rush song. Is is no 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 no. And Dirk is just thinking of Nikita's ass. I understand. I do. And she's been taking some great pictures lately. She is a uh, very attractive woman. Let's put it that way. 
She mm-hmm. is. She really is, man. She's a very attractive woman. By the way, they uh they had a little thing with the, speaking of attractive women, the baddies are trying to add one and it's not going very well. They it's uh, it's basically turning into the housewives of uh AEW kind of over there. Well, yeah, she, she's apparently an interim baddie according to Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> she was only she's being paid on an appearance by appearance basis yes. to be a baddie. She's not a full-time baddie yet. Mm-hmm. She's just bad. She's not a baddie. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. So, uh, yeah, Rush did had a good. Dirk approves though. Said that it was hot. She is. She is, and I think she'd actually fit in good in that little group. She actually has that kind of just that that. She's got the look. She's very beautiful. She's got you know very thin. Very definitely has a little attitude on her. She'd fit in great in that little group. So, but uh, Rush had a good drummer. Rush had Rush was a really they were they were a good band, man. If you really listen to their stuff, they're really. Really a good band. I I really like Rush. I mean, they're Canadian, so you know you can only like them so much. But you know, <laughs> it's all right. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's all right. So, but I'm um, trying to think if we missed anything on AEW, and um, if we didn't, man, I'm uh, I got nothing else to be honest. I wouldn't mind wrapping this up right around now. Unless you got something else, man. Um, I mean, yeah. We, Christopher Kane asked who was Rouge. Rouge was wrestling Pentagon Oscuro tonight. Mm. That was oh, a pretty God. decent match. Yeah. The only problem is that I won't say too much about it because, but uh, I don't know if he got past match yet or not, but they tipped their hand a little bit because Pentagon's mask was like already coming loose yes. towards about the middle of the match, which ended up factoring into the finish of the match. Yes, and it was like he had to readjust it. During the match, like he was basically pulling a Ronda Rousey with the tights, he had to keep retying his mask. Yeah, I noticed at one point he was like supposed to be knocked out, and he's retying his mask. And I'm like, everyone's gonna be bitching tomorrow. Motherfucker's supposed to be knocked out. He's retying his mask. Well, take the fucking camera off him. <laughs> Go pan mm-hmm. the audience. Do something else. But. um I did see that, and yeah, they did rip that mask off from the night, and uh, I don't know, they really, I mean, they completely ripped it off, and I, I was like, damn, Andrade knows what a fucking diss that is, which is why they did it. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, man, what I saw tonight, I thought was a pretty good show, and um, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I got, man. I think we kind of went through everything, and I don't see anything else. Uh, yeah, I think we did cover pretty much everything because I can't remember anything that we really left out. So. No, Dirk is saying that Swerving Blade botched a leapfrog. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It is. It's sort of weird because yeah, they didn't have great chemistry. It was very. It was sort of weird because I feel like of everybody involved, like Swerve is the wrestler that I like watching wrestle the most. Mm. But at the same time, I just wanted to watch like Keith Lee and Butcher just wrestle each other just on their own. I just felt for whatever reason, it just kind of felt like Swerve and Blade being there just like took something away from the match. It was like, just let these two big motherfuckers beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. <laughs> well, at least you had the bunny down there. She's good to look at. Oh, yes, that's very nice. I, I appreciate that. She's always enjoyable. 
absolutely. I don't know, man. I still like the uh, I I like the the butcher. I think the blade. I, I like I like the whole whole team. I just think they're they're pretty good. Uh, butcher, I think, just has a great look for fucking. Just he looks like just a an old school wrestler, and I he looks like the kind of guy you'd walk into a butcher shop and actually see. <laughs> it's just amazing. I did notice that he had some like cool looking boots on tonight. He had like a little bit of like a uh, trying to remember his name, Bruiser Brody type boots. Oh, all right, nice. I didn't even notice that. And I guess which bring us really quick. I guess we can talk a little bit about the main event, which was uh, Brody King and John Moxley. Um, God damn, is that crowd into Moxley? You know, are they? I gotta ask this real quick. Now I know Moxley is over, but I'm that in that vein real quick before uh, you get to your question. Okay. One of my favorite things about this match before it even started. Well, it was actually that was my favorite thing about the match, it was before it even started. Moxley coming down to the ring and just ignoring everyone that put their hands out for <laughs> like over high five. He always does, and I love it. But which makes me ask, is Moxley really that over, or is that fucking song more over? It's just tough. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, they they sang his song so much at the last little you know pay per view, they had to restart it. Is that really a good thing, or is I don't know? That would make me feel like, oh great, they love my song. That's it. That's where I would stop. They love my song. <laughs> I mean, everyone used to say, yeah, about, you I know, don't think I don't. I think. Okay. No, I was going to say, everybody, you say that Bobby Roode was just just an entrance. Everyone loved the song. They loved the entrance. Then he gets in the ring, and it's just another fucking wrestler. You know? But I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, look, like I said, I, I know Moxley is over. I'm not saying he's not. But which is more over, the man or the music? Well, it's funny you are going to say Robert Roode because I was actually going to say I don't think that it's as big of a discrepancy because that's what came into my mind too as somebody whose theme song is way more over than they were right um, I mean people like his theme song and I think it adds to it but I don't think you know I think it's more of like like Hawk Hogan coming out to Voodoo Child where it's like people would still been happy to see Hawk Hogan but like you add on the Voodoo Child to it and it's, it's makes it a whole complete little thing um I actually thought that his original theme song that they gave him, it was just sort of generic, like it was just in-house made, but I actually thought that was a pretty good one because it actually, Mm -hmm. it sounded like decent. It didn't sound like just a shitty generic theme song. It actually sounded like one of those, like how they used to have back in the day, the Jim Johnston style songs where it's like made in-house, but it's still memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was fine. I had no problem with it. But I mean, I, I, I see what Tony Khan is trying to put. You know, songs that people know very well with the people that he's trying to push, and it's not a bad idea. You put, you know, famous songs with famous people. They're easier to connect. It is. It's much easier to connect them when you know the song, you know the person, you know as soon as it plays because you've heard it so many fucking times. Um, and there you go. That's just kind of how it works. But especially those songs, like, you know, you got fucking like, you know, Orange Cassidy coming out to 
to uh, you know a, 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 that a new song Jane and um, Jungle Boy with his song. That that song is on used to be on the radio all the fucking time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you put the famous song with the famous guy, and usually it clicks. I get what they're doing, but <laughs> good. How much longer do you think it's going to be until they end up like purposely giving a heel like a shitty song that everyone hates? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not long. Because, like, you have to be, you like, you can't be fully transparent with the artists or the artist representatives. You can't be like, all right, we're going to put this song, we're going to, like, we're going to pay you money to license this song. But it's because we're giving it to a bad guy because everyone hates this stupid fucking song. Like, you can't be that transparent about it. It's like, uh, you know, taking, like, um, like, Ricky Starks and giving him, like, that song Friday by that girl. Rebecca Black for yeah you know you know he he starts out rampage by singing that song every Friday wouldn't that be perfect mm-hmm. I'm so, well, well yes indeed I'm actually a little a little more scared you knew the girl's name without a fucking even missing a beat but uh... <laughs> well I will say this it has been over ten years since this song came out she is well over eighteen now and I recommend you looking her up eh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, you could do that. You could give one of them. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of a bad song. Bad song. I don't even know. Only song I hate is for different reasons. That would be that would be uh, Layla by Eric Clapton. <laughs> or that You Look Wonderful Tonight song. That song makes me want to fucking punch babies in the face. <laughs> and I think like my hell I feel like my hell in this scenario would be like if they did that big show QT Marshall match again <laughs> and like one of them came out to Butterfly by Crazy Town and the other one came out to What's Going On by Four Non Blondes like I would just turn I would turn off my computer and just leave the room uh, what's going on <laughs> I that would actually kind of work for Big Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that song was awful. Yeah, you're right. That was awful. It was huge, though. It sounded, it sounded legitimately like Adam Sandler trying to be funny while singing a song. Fucking, that song made made money, man. That song made some fucking mm-hmm. money, I'll tell well, you. Well, I mean, that. there's. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. I mean, we like the '90s. We like '80s and '90s, but like there, there is some real shitty music too. Oh, Tra- that song by Tracy Chapman was awful. That fast car, awful. Mm-hmm. That song was horrible. No rain by Blind Melon. I like that song. Listen to nah, well, it happens. Listen to the Hollywood Hangout '90s grunge. It's on there. It's on there. Did you like that other fucking song? It's not them, but it's like Runaway Train by Soul Asylum, I think it's called. Like, that shit. Which I know I just did every grunge song ever, but. I don't think I remember that one. Not, uh, that, I, not that I haven't heard it. Not that I haven't I, heard it. But I just 
Yeah. Uh, Dirk says that that song, Jefferson Starship Jane, has nothing to do with Orange Cassidy. The only thing it has to do is that was the song he used on the indies. Um, so it's just kind of that's the tie-in with Orange Cassidy. Um, pretty much that's it. Nothing else. That's the only tie-in. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't see Silver it. Chair. I liked Silver Chair. They were all right. They had a, they, they had a couple good songs. Some Forty One. Uh, they had a couple good ones. Another little Silver Chair and Some Forty One were more of those kids' bands. They were younger punk bands at the time. Yeah, I mean, literally pop punk. Forty One's case. Yeah. Well, I saw some forty one at the same concert I saw three eleven. They were just on a different stage. So you actually had to go seek out some forty one. I remember I saw I, I, I had to go over there because I had to find my friend. Luckily my friend is six foot seven and sticks out in a crowd. So he's like, How are you gonna find me? I'm yeah. like, How are you gonna find me? I'm like, I'll look up. What the fuck? How am I gonna find you? Six so you and Bobby Anthem went to a Sum 41 concert. <laughs> no, this was actually my buddy Jeff Brown. <laughs> mm. Went to a lot of concerts. I can actually him. picture him. Oh my God, I can totally picture him doing that. Like him just going to concerts, mm-hmm. just buying a like the cheapest seat possible, and then just using his voice and physical attributes to just get his way to the front. Uh. Just like, move. 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 <laughs> Excuse me. All right. I, I believe at least he would say, excuse me. I really feel Bobby's more of an excuse me, Jenna. Excuse me. Excuse me. Please little, get the fuck out of my way. Little Keith Lee-ish. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, sir. Bobby's very gentleman-like, I think. I think that's what it would be. He tips a hat that he's not wearing. <laughs> Just tips a dread at him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right, man. I'm good. I I think I need to get out of here. I actually need to get out of here. I got still have shit to do tonight. We're not even fucking. Uh, we're not even close to packed because once again we have no lights in my room and I'm in the room and that's where all the clothes are. So I need to let the wife get in here and start getting clothes and bags. So I got nothing else, man. What do you got? Anything? Are we good? No, other. I mean, yeah, we're good. Other than just, I have the urge to just talk about like shitty songs from the '90s for the rest of the night. So that is the cue to leave. I wish we had more time, but I gotta wrap it up tonight, man. It's best if I do. My eventually, my wife's gonna. Come I understand. In. But uh, hey, we can talk bad '90s songs on a. Uh, There's always Hollywood Hangout, sir, to move that over to one night, most definitely. Um, and mm. there you go. And of course. Speaking of Hollywood Hangout, once again, there will not be one this Saturday, and there will not be a wrestling outlet next next Wednesday either. I'll be driving home then, but um, there will be a High Marks, Cheese Man Mojo, and Gee Whiz this Sunday, that right, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Mixer.com, slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. That's where you need to be checking them out right there. Once again, the High Marks, check them out. Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Go over there and subscribe on all the usual podcast platforms. And check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel, the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. That's right there, the EUP Network, if you're over there on Blog Talk Radio. And they can be found on all the usual podcast platforms. And there you go. 
that's uh, good for me right there. Go for it, Smart. You got it. She's on Sports Returns August 15th. How about it? We did a show this Sunday to kind of bide your time to kind of keep you, you know, keep you satiated until then. But uh, also what you want to do is you want to check out our friends Mojo and Derek Mojo and Derek's most dastardly show. It's Mojo's birthday. Happy birthday, Mojo. That's the least you can do for him. Uh. So check out his gosh darn podcast. Well, technically, it's after midnight, so it's no longer his birthday. So, fuck him. but listen to his show anyway. Uh, <laughs> and also, what you want to listen to is our friends at Planet Raconteur. So, Planet Raconteur podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of season one are available for you right now. Season two, up to 10 episodes and more coming in the future. So, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. There you go. All right, folks, you all be good while I am on this little vacation. I will definitely tell you all all about it when I get back. I'm, again, just trying to keep it all a little under wraps right now. Um, but uh, trust me, you'll hear, hear all about it when I get back. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for downloading. Just thanks, everybody. Of course, thank you, Smark, and we'll see you next time. See ya! Adios. It's all right. Uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself, uh, take your drunken ass home.